You have the trash can over there, right? Oh, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Dude. From Alda, this is the Protect Your Wild podcast with Colin and Avinash. I am Colin Campbell, and this week I'll tell the story of a dirty jungle legend <laughs> that changed the way we experience the outdoors to Avinash, which is me. Who is going to have to answer five key questions. For every question he gets wrong, he's going to have to suffer the consequences. So, Avinash, are you ready to draw from the Patagonia hat of justice? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Hold it. Close my eyes. I'll shake these little little bad boys around. And, uh, grabby grabby. Mix it in there, you know. Gotta really. I'm trying to identify which one is which. You can't. I cut them to be the same sizes. Haha! Mystery machine. Mystery machine. Alright, so this challenge is basically. <laughs> Colin's gonna go through his fridge, find some <laughs> random shit ingredients, and chuck them into one fucking ugly smoothie. Yeah. So. Gosh, damn it. With uh, some editing magic, I'm going to hit pause here and uh, go get some ingredients in a blender. I'll be back. All right, so we are down here. I'm going to put this smoothie together. Avinash, if you want to narrate the ingredients. All right. So we got some habanero pepper, I think. We got some um, other peppers in there. We have some roast beef. Um that was at the bottom of the French press. Oh, gross. Now you just chucked in some pickle. Yeah. Um, you got some hummus in there as well. Um, if you have coffee, you need a little bit of cream, you know? Yeah, now he's going to chuck some creamer in there. Ugh. This is so gross. I feel like we should put an ingredient limit on this. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that's probably good. Do I need to waste my hummus, you know? Yeah, don't put the hummus in there. Put a little sriracha and then that'll be it. How about that? This is good sriracha, though. It's not ah! Ah! Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, I'm not going to taste it. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's I'm telling you. I'm sorry. It's sriracha. It's sweeter. Jeez. You're going to kill me here. Whatever. I'm going to die. I hope when I flip this, it doesn't like, oh, I didn't put any Tabasco juice. Why is it so spicy? It's not that spicy. Dude. It is nothing compared to the habanero. I did not. I didn't put a habanero in there. It was red bell pepper. Oh, don't put a habanero in there. You just chucked the sriracha sauce in there. My poor stomach. You gotta taste it. Make sure it's still good. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a hot vinegar sauce kind of. Vinegar. Couple little, little dabbles of that. Little dabble do you. So, uh... Yeah, so, we're gonna blend that up. I'm gonna have to... Put the lid on, don't forget that. Drink it. Um, so... No, no, blend it evenly, blend it evenly. What do you mean? Like, I don't want, I don't want it chunky, I don't want to bite into anything. Colin just sniffed it and almost threw up. 
I'm sorry. It looks like they're up. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, dude. I'll kill you, dude. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just handed me a bucket? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, dude, that's that's bad. That's really bad. That's really bad. You only got to do a spoonful, though. Just the little spoonful. Do you have water? <laughs> That's really bad, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, our total ingredients list for our uh, Mystery Machine smoothie. We got some Tabasco vinegar sauce. We got uh, pickle and some pickle juice. A little bit of sriracha. A little bit of uh, heavy whipping cream. Um, we had a slice of cheddar cheese, a little bit of bell pepper, um, and what else? A little bit of coffee from the bottom of the French press. Uh, it's just overall really nasty. Um, do you want to put ice in it? Would that make it any better? No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna be refreshing either way, I guess. But man, just something about there's like a warmth to the smell that came out. Oh. Do you want to smell it? No, I don't want to smell it. Can I just leave this open? Actually, no. I don't really want the smell everywhere. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Well, you ready to learn some stuff? I'm ready to learn. Probably drink some disgusting little concoction that you made. God damn it! This is really bad. I'm sorry. Uh, so. That's terrible, Colin. It's really bad. It's really bad. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> on the glorious day of April 3rd, 1934, the weather was probably rainy and shitty because we're in London, England. Right. Uh, cool guy, Mortimer, the businessman, and uh, cooler gal, Vane, the novelist, had a daughter. Squirt, squirt. They named her Jane. Jane, why are you giving me that look? Because I'm just have to drink this shit, dude. Listen to my story. I worked hard on this. <laughs> okay. They named her Jane. Jane wasn't like other girls. She was quiet and to herself, uh, and she loved to read. Her favorites were things like Tarzan and Dr. Doolittle. Um, do you remember that movie, Eddie Murphy? Oh, yeah. He, like, yeah. talked to animals and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, yeah, it was, like, the book version of that one. And uh, Didn't know it was a book, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and they're actually doing a remake with uh, Danny Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're nice. we got our first thingy here. Oh, first question. That true or false? Best two out of three. Are you ready? All right, hit me. First one. Uh, Jane was coincidentally named after Jane from Tarzan, and that ended up being one of her favorite books. Uh, the second one, Jane, or do you want to go down the line or do you want me to read them all first? Mm, let's go down the line. All right. So first one, true, true. or false? True. That's false. <laughs> not all a right. good start. Still two out of three. Jesus. Jane was not <laughs> named after the Jane from Tarzan. I thought um, it was a coincidence. Not that she was named after. Well, it's a coincidence that she ended up loving the book. Okay. You can ask clarification. <laughs> um, so, the second one. Jane had dreams of adventure, but she was always a man in her dreams because back in the 30s, all the adventurers were men. Mm. 
True. That is true. Good oh, job. God. All right. Down to the last Down one. Down to the wire. <laughs> Down to the wire. Let's go. The last one, James' father, Mortimer, was somewhat of an adventurer himself, and he is the one that really sparked Jane's interest in the outdoors. True. <laughs> that is false. That is Jesus false. Christ. He was um he was somewhat of an absent father actually. So, <sighs> a spoonful of sugar, you know. A spoonful of sugar makes the shit. medicine go somewhere. The medicine, oh my god. <laughs> do you, does pinching your nose help? What do you think? Wait, wait, let me let me <laughs> let me see. Okay, yeah, that's that's that. Oh, that looks like puke too. That's fair. That's good. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, that smells so bad. You open that. Do you smell it? Just shush. Oh God. All right, get that water handy. <laughs> Swallow it down. Get the water. Hit it with the water. I'm gonna seal that back. <clears throat> Fuck. It's all edible food. Don't worry about it. It's all edible. That's so bad. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Oh. <coughs> I can still taste it. <laughs> it's all edible food. Just oh. keep that in mind. It's like a sandwich, dude. No. There's different <laughs> ingredients. There's some meat. There's some cheese. It's a sandwich. No, it's that's just not, a sandwich. No, it's not. You have coffee with your sandwich in the morning. Just have this some is cream a, in your coffee. It's spicy too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you put, I put spice on my sandwiches. You got pickle. It's crunchy. What was crunchy in there? I fucking don't know. Oh, it's probably the coffee grounds. <laughs> a little bit of coffee grounds probably came out. Oh, oh man. my goodness. This is the worst. I'd rather stick the ice down my pants. Yeah. I, I, I'm i honestly, like, at least to me, the the habanero was, like, predictable in a way. Habanero is safe. Like, this is safe. What's no, safe about no, this? no. Like, see, the habanero is just burned, right? It's burn, burn, burn. I, my through. ears were ringing. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's fine, right? <laughs> this is spicy. That's it's, not spicy. It is. It's not spicy. It's avanash it. spicy. Taste it. It's fucking disgusting. It literally tastes like I eat vomit. That's hot. It's <laughs> spicy. Not even like good vomit too. Oh it's God. just like. Uh, I could puke in it and try to make it taste better. <laughs> no. This is terrifying. This is vile. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, anyways, you ready to continue? Yeah. All right. So. Uh, anyway, Jane fell in love with animals and Africa because of her readings and stuff. Um, so one day, uh, Jane was collecting some worms that she brought back inside and actually played with in her bed, you know, just normal, normal little kid stuff. Uh huh. But the good thing was her mom actually didn't panic, uh, or shame her about it or anything. She was just like, Hey, worms need soil. Let's go take these worms back outside and give them some soil. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she really supported her daughter's, like, love of nature, didn't try to press her, 
pressure her into conformity, um, especially, again, consider that this is back in the 30s. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a... It's it's kind of really cool of her to to encourage that independence and stuff, um, but again, Jane had dreams of being an adventurer where she was a man in those dreams, as we learned. Mm-hmm. Um, women weren't really explorers at the time, but uh, regardless, her dreams were her dreams, and soon enough, she would be practically living in a Tarzan novel. Wow, yeah, it's very cool. <clears throat> so soon enough, when World War Two broke out, her dad Mortimer went off to war, but again. He wasn't much of a father to begin with, um, but her family was pretty poor, and when it was time for Jane to graduate, uh, she just went to secretarial school. Um, you know, she's a woman, and it's 1952 at the time, so yeah. not, not a ton of options necessarily. Um, but one of her friends from early in life actually moved to Kenya, which was a British colony, if you recall, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and she invited Jane to come out and visit. So Jane moved back home, picked up a job as a waitress, started saving every nickel and dime, or, uh, you know... Back home, like London, right? Britain version of nickels and dimes. Yeah, back yeah. in London. Yeah. Um, and eventually used that money to quit her job, pack up, and go to Kenya. Nice. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, now we're in Kenya, 1960, the age of 26 now. Jane met a guy there by the name of Louis Leakey, which is a world-renowned anthropologist. You doing okay? Yeah. You look really pathetic out there. You know. I feel sick, dude. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I forgot. I put some onion in that, too. So uh, it's just a sandwich. So hey, dude. It's just a sandwich. Um, and there's cheese in there. Yeah, like a sandwich, like I said. So Leakey actually ended up uh, sorry, he's an anthropologist that studied human evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so Leakey hooked Jane up with a job working at the Natural History Museum there. Oh, um, sick. Which actually allowed her to stay in Kenya, which is tight. Um, so as Lewis saw how she worked, he kind of realized her passion for animals ran deep. Um, Jane was patient. She was persistent. Um, so when Lewis received a grant to study the similarities between humans and chips in hopes of better understanding how early hominids lived, he offered the opportunity to Jane. Even though she had no background or experience at the time of anything scientific. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Jane was pretty stoked about that. Uh, so, How old was she at the time now? She was, like, uh, old, like grown <clears throat> up. Fairly soon after she moved. She's in her, in her mid, mid to late 20s still. Okay, okay. So she's 26 when she went to uh, Kenya in 1960. She's in her late 20s. Okay. Um, so where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, so again, this uh, study, to do this, she'd be sent out into the dense African forest to camp at the Gombe Stream on the shore of Lake Tanganyika, which is like the longest lake in the world, I believe. Nice. Um, but the government, however... Uh, wouldn't let a lone white girl go out into the jungle of Africa, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they forced her to have somebody accompany her. And now we're at our second question. Yeah. Did that come quick? That didn't come quick. It's fine. Just just hit me. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so here's your options. We're talking about who's going to accompany Jane to the forest, right? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So we got A, uh, Jane's mom, Van, jumped on the opportunity and joined her daughter in the Kenyan forest. Mm -hmm. Uh, B, Louis Leakey decided to join her there to oversee the inexperienced Jane in the study. C, the government actually hired a guard for her by the name of Hugo von Lawick. Or D, Jane returned the favor and extended the invite to her friend that had invited her to Kenya in the first place. Ooh. Um, interesting. I'm going to say her mom didn't go with her because that would be two white ladies <laughs> in the jungle. And that's basically Dude, Well, what's better? Uh, what's well, better than one white lady, you know? Two, <laughs> two, two white ladies <laughs> lost in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I'm not sure. Uh, so... The guy, uh, uh, the natural history guy, what, what, what was his name? Uh, Louis Leakey. Leakey. Um, the anthropologist. He's an anthropologist. Um, I'm wait- He was the one who the grant was like given, given to. Given to. He's the, the actual academic. I, I, I think he, he's a good candidate. <clears throat> um, Keep so. in mind, though, he did have like other work going on. Yeah. And then the government, um, that's the other one that stood out to me. Government hiring someone. Um that seems like it seems like the the government was the one who's like, oh yeah, you can't go out alone. Um, it's dangerous to go out alone. Right. It was Take a government this. mandated thing that yeah. should bring somebody. So, um, <clears throat> they the government hired someone. Kenyan government doesn't give a fuck sometimes, you know. <laughs> like, well, was it? I'm pretty sure it's still a colony at this point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. it was probably some shell government, like that's yeah. really run by Britain or something. Let's go with the government. <clears throat> the government. So Hiring you didn't Hugo. Even, you didn't even talk about the uh, Oh, the friend. other friend? Yeah. No, nah, I don't think the other friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so C, the government hired a guard for her by the name of Hugo. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, which one of these vine sounds do you think I'm going to hit? You're stupid. Maybe. Maybe. But. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you stupid. That was wrong. Um, I knew it. I, I kind of knew it. So, yeah, shockingly enough, actually, is Jane's mom <laughs> that joined her out Do there. Do I rule out first, always? <laughs> yeah, it's the craziest <laughs> option. I mean, like, uh, the government wasn't exactly, like, happy about it. But, uh, you know, her mom's a badass. <clears throat> oh, my God, that's so gross. <laughs> Don't, dude, maybe, like, try holding your nose or something. That's supposed to help, right? You have the trash can over there, right? Uh-huh. Oh, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ah, oh, man. I don't even know what to tell you. It just looks, looks gross. It smells deadly. I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> You good? You settled in? You ready to keep pushing forward? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we're going to dinner after this, so don't don't fill yourself up. Get some of these questions right, will you? Kick your ass. So uh, Vin got busy right away when she was there, and she actually established a small <laughs> clinic at their camp, which became super popular with locals. So not only did she venture out into Kenya, into the jungle with her daughter, she established the clinic and did some good, and people would actually travel for miles to receive some basic treatments from her that uh, she provided. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, either way, uh, if you didn't figure it out yet, we're actually talking about Jane Goodall. Yeah, yeah. The legendary Jane Goodall. I don't think I mentioned it earlier, Uh, but it's pretty obvious at this point. Um, Anyway... So her first couple of weeks, Jane pretty much explored the surrounding area. She said, quote, I had this crazy feeling that nothing was going to hurt me. I was meant to be here. And she was truly living out her dream at this point. Um, Watching the documentary, uh, there's one on Hulu Mm -hmm. um, that we're going to link to. It's great. But uh, Jane was, (laughs) I was like blown away. She's pretty, she's, she's, uh, she's a looker in her 20s. Running around barefoot in the forest, um, but that'll that'll come into play a little bit later. You'll see. <clears throat> anyway, so Goodall found the family of chimps she would study, but they had never interacted with humans before, and they feared her and her journal. She's always going around taking observations, taking thorough notes. Um, I guess maybe the secretarial school kind of worked out or something. I don't know what you learned there. <laughs> But uh, anyway, she's taking good in-depth notes of her observations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for weeks, she observed them from afar, learning their different personalities. And she's actually giving them names like Goliath, Greybeard, Humphrey, Rodolph. R- not Rudolph. Is that how you spell Rudolph? Maybe Rudolph. Maybe. Um, Mr. McGregor. And then uh, there's an alpha female Wait, named McGregor? Flo. Like Connor McGregor? Yeah, I don't think he was alive yet. Oh. Yeah. Are you calling Conor McGregor a chimp? No. Disrespectful. He named him after. Okay. Disrespectful. I don't Irish know. people are not chimps. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you said it. I didn't say it. Did I asked if it was named after him. That's Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so one day, Jane was observing old Greybeard when she saw him take a hard grass stem, right? Think like long grasses. He then peeled off the blades of grass on the outside, leaving kind of like a hard, thin thing that was at the core of it, right? Uh Uh-huh. Stuck that thing into a termite mound and then pulled it out, and voila, there's, you know, like 10 termites on there and just eats them up. Yeah. Just like fund it. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Um... To us, it's like, yeah, that's kind of what apes do, right? Yep. But back then, that was straight up groundbreaking. Before that moment, scientists believed that tools were the thing that separated mankind from everything else. Wow. So this was like literally earth-shattering discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, And worst of all, not worst of all, like most interesting of all, rather, it was discovered by Jane, who's an inexperienced, like, not a scientist, and a woman, which at that time was, like, a big deal. Yeah. So a woman discovered something then 
that changed how we defined mankind. Like, incredible. Yeah. Incredible discovery. Pr- pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and it was, I mean, it still is considered one of the greatest achievements um, of 20th century scholarship. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's still a massive deal because of what then followed after that scientifically and how we viewed things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think tools are a very significant, you know, thing because most animals, I would say, just kind of use what they're given, you know, like beaks, yeah. claws, whatever it is. Um, so, so like, using a tool is, like, a step above right. that. And not only that, but they manipulated the tool, so they created the, the thing to suit their needs, right? Yeah. It wasn't just taking this twig or a piece of grass, but he actually, like, changed it. He peeled the things off of it. Yeah. Do you think uh, the, you know, chimps had, like, trial and error? Yeah, they probably had to, you know? Sure. You know, they had to probably st- stick a bunch of wrong things in the terminal mound. What are you getting at, Avanash? What are no, you getting at? I'm here? just saying, like, they probably used different items to... Like, like what? What are they sticking in there? Like, branches or, like, oh. other things. And not then... I, that's not where they you're out. going with it. Oh. And... <laughs> And then they got it out, you know, and then they got the termites out, and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe it's more efficient if we use, like, a more nimble rod to, you know, put it in yeah. there. And then I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But, like, it must have taken, like, a generation or two to figure that out. Or maybe, maybe just one. I have really no board. idea. I have no but then, idea how long the, it then the other cool thing is they had to teach each other um, about that and pass it down, you right. know? So they probably got really intelligent and were like, hey – um, you know, let's teach this like skill and this you know using tools as a thing right. to get food, um, which I think is really interesting. But like when we think about it today, it's it's just funny because when I if I think about chimps, I think like oh they're kind of innovative, and even otters use tools, right? It's been shown that yeah, they, they use, they use rocks. Uh, rocks or something. But it's, like it's kind of crazy almost clams. that it took this long to like figure that out that humans weren't the only ones that use tools. Yeah. Um, that's a kind of incredible didn't like explorers kind of see like otters pop up in like clams and shit i i guess it never been recorded or discovered though it never been i don't know observed yeah um so anyway uh this discovery is what landed them a new grant from nat geo this time um and this grant came along with a videographer that would document her stories and the adventure right oh nice so in 1962 Baron Hugo von Lawick, that was the guy I mentioned as the bodyguard earlier. Oh. <laughs> um, found Good himself yeah, landing in Gombe filming Jane, um, who he quickly became attracted to. Again, like I said, she's beautiful. She's climbing trees, running about barefoot, taking notes. Um, and they're both, you know, passionate about animals. Obviously, he went out there to kind of, for the adventure of it, and, to, and he worked for Nat Geo, so loves filming and photographing photographing photography photographing the uh, wildlife so um anyway uh over time the chimps finally became comfortable with the two uh and they began to interact one banana handoff led to the next and before they knew it the chimps actually began raiding their campsite taking food tearing apart clothes throwing chairs around i think i've seen this scene in uh, tarzan (laughs) The Disney Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that is, like, kind of based off of Jane Goodall's, like, I, I got to think some of that's mixed in because it's so similar. Wow. But 
Uh, anyway, the group's safety like kind of came at risk, so they had to do something about it. Yeah. So, our next Another question. Qu- Already, let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, to solve this, they a built up their research camp with like a tin enclosure. So that way it would like protect the chimps from getting in. Whereas before it was like an open canvas style tent. Yeah. They actually like built it up. Uh, B, they would hang bananas in the forest trees around the campsite. So it would focus them kind of on the outskirts of where they had established their camp and they could observe them there, but Mm -hmm. hopefully not bring them into camp. C, they created like, had like metal boxes kind of that they had put around camp that they leave food in. So like similar, but different. And they'd like, again, observe the chimps as they would yeah. get the food or D the locals at the camp killed one of the chimps and hung their corpse to intimidate chimps from ever coming back to Jane's dismay. I feel like that one's probably not likely <laughs> But every time I've said that shit, <laughs> I've been wrong. <laughs> Historically, I've been wrong. Uh, uh, every, every time I r- rule out something, <clears throat> it ends up being a thing. Um, which, is, which is so terrifying. And I don't yeah. know why Colin's laughing. Um, <laughs> <Just 'cause. laughs> but the last option I'm going to rule out. Okay. Good. Um, I, was, I was just worried for you. That's all. The metal box. Good thing. poops, Azu. Sorry. Oh. Got to reward him for good poops. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Interesting. Um, the metal box thing doesn't seem too bad of an option. Um, I'm going to go with the bananas around the camp. There are two of them that were bananas around the camp. Hanging or in the boxes? Um, uh, hanging, hanging. Hanging. Yes. Okay. That's Just had to mix that up for you. <coughs> um. Um. <laughs> but, uh. But, um. Uh, strong. Um. That's <coughs> the, the, the wrong answer. <coughs> you, you answered the question incorrectly. I answered it incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but... I like turtles! So I'm just saying, you know. What was the right answer? There's the metal boxes. You're close. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that there, bud. I'm so sad. Pal. Slugger. You can do it. I believe in you, slugger. Slugger? (laughs) Slug it down. (laughs) Guys, this is so what disgusting. do you think is the worst flavor in there? Are there any flavors that like poke out where you're just chunks. like... It's a chunk, honestly. I don't know what's making... It's like vinegary. Yeah, the vinegary would be the, the vinegar Tabasco sauce. The chunks could be like... It's spicy too. I don't know. It's, it's like a whole mix of shit, dude. Spice could be like... <sighs> like the chunks are probably like the onion maybe. Or the oh, peppers. I literally don't know what's chunky to me. It's the pepper or the onion, I'm thinking. Oh, man. 
What should we do with the leftovers, you know? Burn it. Burn it? Uh, I think it's too liquidy. <sighs> God damn, that's gross. <laughs> <sighs> I think it's a little too liquidy to burn. Was that, what, four? To be honest. Was that three? That was three. Oh, no. That would be three. And you are over three. <laughs> You're not doing hot, buddy. Pal. Slugger. Not doing so hot. <clears throat> All, right, All right, shake it off. Are you good? Yeah. You getting over it? Sink em, sink em. Grab your nuts and feel safe. Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep going. So, anyway, of course, these two beautiful young badasses spent enough time around each other. Eventually, they kind of fell in love, right? Kind of, yeah, kind of I no mean, surprise. There's literally no one else there. <clears throat> yeah, it's like those two. It was kind of bound to happen. Um, I mean, there were, uh, again, her mom was there for a period, but not during the Nat Geo stuff, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, there were locals as you, well. You have an that option were between an old lady and a out. really hot chick. I mean, an old lady that's also your mom. Oh, you're talking about for, <laughs> for never for, mind. For, for Hugo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah. So he's probably like, yep, <laughs> probably going to go with this hot girl I'm trapped in the jungle with. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Jane was now launched onto the covers of Nat Geo Worldwide. Nice. Um, they also had a documentary video of do you her. Have a, do you have a photo of the covers? Yeah, that's actually it. Well, um, let me see. Nat Geo covers. Um, <sighs> Oof. Sorry, I just so, burped the mic. Yeah, so like here's one for example. Um, her Whoa, observing. Yeah, she is really pretty. Old chimps. Yeah, look at. I mean, she's gorgeous, dude. But uh, yeah. So. Anyway. Um, where are we at here? Yeah, so they had the documentary. That Hugo film's coming out. She's famous worldwide now. Um, and then Leakey used his influence to get Jane into a doctoral program at Cambridge University, where Jane would become the eighth woman ever to earn her doctorate at that institution. Oh, wow. That's pretty sick. Um, and he did this basically to earn her more credibility. Like, there's still somewhat of a concern that... Oh, she's not a real scientist. She's not whatever. a real scientist. Yeah. Exactly. But, again, it wasn't without conflict. She was actually mocked uh, quite frequently for naming her subjects. Um, at the time, it was like the scientific view. You just number them. You have to maintain pure objectivity and things like that. Yeah. Um, so her attitude towards that was basically kind of like, fuck off. Like, Yeah, like, I don't she, care. She was like, you, you name your pets that have these personalities and stuff and... I'm hanging out here with these chimps all day and night, and uh, I know each one of them uniquely, and they're, you know, they're like her pals. And she didn't come from that background either, you know? That's um, true. <clears throat> yeah. She grew up in London. Right. I mean, she grew up in London. She's just an animal lover. You know what I mean? She just loved what she's yeah. doing. She just loved being out there. I feel like there. Disney based Tarzan off of Jane Goodall. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she hooked up with a jungle man. You know, or anything like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was raised by chimps or anything, but, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, now Jane had been observing that same family of chimps for years, and she began at one point noticing some very strange behaviors. Um, McGregor, who was an older chimp, began losing function in his legs and then eventually his arms. Oh, no. And they ended up finding out that he had polio. Oh. Um, so they learned that humans, we can contract our same ailments to chimps. So basically it killed some of the chimp babies in the family and it uh, is devastating, especially to Jane. Um, it's heartbreaking for her to witness that. I saw footage of, of it, of old McGregor, him dragging, trying to drag his legs around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like tearjerker material, for sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, they had to stop all physical contact with the chimps, realizing um, what had happened. Yeah. Um, they Jane made the call that they had to end McGregor's suffering, which, again, scientifically, you're kind of not supposed to interfere and stuff like that, but she just couldn't take it, and I agree with her on that. Um, if you're seeing an animal suffer and it's for no good of anything around her, nothing is eating it, you know what I mean? There's yeah. no positive of that. He was dying of polio, just like a, a human, right? Yeah. Um, so they, they made the call that uh, they had to end his suffering and kill him. Um, but eventually they were able to vaccinate the chimps and cure them of polio. But again, unfortunately, it had already taken the lives of several babies and, and members of the family that Jane had oh. studied for so long. Um, so the good news is I don't believe that Jane was like the, the one who had contracted it to them directly. Yeah. Based off of her stuff, she I think it started like from a f- further southern group or something, mm-hmm. um, and <coughs> spread it up through them. But either way, yeah. Lessons learned. Um, yeah. But but again, I think this is also yet another piece, kind of proving how similar they are to humans. Yeah. That wouldn't have been expected <coughs> before. Um. So Jane and Hugo eventually had a child. They got married as well. But they had a child that they nicknamed Grub, who was, like, sensationalized in Britain. He was this little white boy being raised in the jungle with his two crazy adventure parents, right? Mm. Like uh, Wild Thornberries? (laughs) Yeah, kind of like Wild Thornberries. (laughs) There you go. Good connection. Um, And he's, you know, hanging out with the chimps and swimming in the rivers and stuff. He's just... He's learning everything he's learning out there in the jungle. Um, But unfortunately, over time, things got pretty difficult for their family, obviously trying to raise a kid. Mm -hmm. Nat Geo's funding of that grant ended, and Hugo was sent off to another project in the Serengeti that he had to go to. Um, And Grubb had to attend school eventually. Um, So, you know, they tried to balance it, and Jane would go out with them to the Serengeti for a bit, but then she was kind of felt she's leaving behind this research building she built up and stuff. Um, So, yeah, it was a very hard, hard balance. And, uh, yeah, ultimately her heart was kind of at that Gombe camp that she had built up, and Hugo's was in the Serengeti. So after some time, they eventually got divorced. Um, And while Drain traveled and supported conservation and so forth and grew her research camp that, you know, she started, Grubb was cared for by their mom back in London 
once he had to go to school. And so she would visit there in the holidays. And then he would join them out in Africa for the summers. Oh. Yeah, so things, you know, it's it's really tough to balance this work with family and things, yeah. you know, are difficult. <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, are you, you're just staring at the ingredients, or what are you looking at there? Yeah, just thinking about how disgusting it is. <laughs> it's a sandwich, just a sandwich. So, in 1977, she founded the Jane Goodall Institute to not only protect chimps' habitats, but also the people in those areas. Um, as a lot of the threats to wildlife kind of stem from the lack of education and economic opportunity in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so in 1986, Goodall finally published her 25 years of research called The Chimpanzees of Gombe. And at a conference, she discovered just how severe the destruction of their habitat really was. Um, she could see it for herself and was aware of it uh, because of all of her experience and travel around that area and everything, flying in and out and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but something there just struck a chord with her. Um, you know, it really hit home and really made her realize now, like, okay, I built this research institute. She has, there's all sorts of students coming there each year. Now it's self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. It was time for her to change her focus on to conservation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, since 1986, Jane Goodall. Another question, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, 1986, Jane Goodall, what? She, <laughs> A, toured speaking for nearly half of every year. Um, so, that's basically, you know, 365 days. Uh-huh. Half of that, she's out traveling around speaking, media, blah, blah, blah. Okay. B, she hasn't been in one place for more than a month since, and this is to this day, since 1986. Wow, proper nomad. C, she's traveled 300 days out of the year each year since 1986. Or D, all of the above. I just realized two of those are conflicting. Ignore yeah. D. It's three questions. Three, three, three answers. Yeah, I'm like, how could it be all the above? So what was the first one again? The first one was she uh, has toured speaking and making appearances for nearly half of each year since 1986. Oh. And then the other one is like every day. The other one's three hundred. Are you being disrespectful? Are you being disrespectful with your yawns right now? No, no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yawning, dude. You're being very disrespectful with your yawns. Uh, Do you need this habanero to wake up a little bit? We can substitute that in if you want. No. <laughs> um. See, I I don't believe she. Oh, see, it, see, whenever, whenever I do this, I get the question wrong. I mean, you've um, gotten like all of them wrong so far, to, so like you know. Yeah, but like, um, whenever, uh, that's that's true. I I don't think she traveled every day, uh, or every m- month, since '86, because uh, that's that's a that's a lot for right. It hasn't been in one place like for more than a, a month. Aging, you know, like 
as you get older and older she is old now it it does get more taxing to travel so um i'm i'm gonna rule that one out which is always a bad move for me um right (laughs) she's 85 now just fyi just quick google 85 300 days of the year does sound legit um but i'm gonna go with the first one the first one so (laughs) i'm sorry but she's toward speaking for nearly half of every year is incorrect it's probably it's wrong which one is it what would be your second guess probably c yeah is c she's traveled 300 days Uh, out of the year for each year and actually what's crazy is b she hasn't been in one place for more than three weeks not a month it's actually three weeks for that one oh wow yeah dude she is a hustler that's that's incredible yeah all right this is number four right this is number four only one more that you can maybe miss out on and um i think you have a pretty good chance on the fourth one it's not too too hard the fifth one the fifth yeah the fifth one Dude, this is, this is so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know. That, that was the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Good poops, Azu. Um, hey, hey, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see how much. Okay, that's legit. All right, all right. Does it get better over time? No. Is it like an acquired? There's no water. <laughs> you want some? I'm not sick. Oh man. I gotta say though, (laughs) for anybody who's not aware, we're we've recorded these but like back to back to back. So like (laughs) earlier Avalash got drunk (laughs) and then that subsided. Then I eat habaneros which are burning in my stomach now as his drunkness wore off. Yep. And uh and now he gets to have this nice little smoothie delight. Ugh, don't call it that. It's a delightful smoothie. Sorry, you're right. Delightful smoothie. Um, it's just a sandwich. It, every time I burp or like breathe, sometimes I can still taste it. Uh yes, very similar with the habanero. <laughs> Any bodily thing that comes out of your mouth, it's like irritating. I can, I can. It's like. Why? I think it's just psychological. Dude. Yeah, no, it definitely it's just a sandwich. Is, uh, fucking just a sandwich. It's gross. <laughs> um, so it's just the chunks that are the worst. <laughs> it's it's everything, Colin. It's yeah, it's, everything it about it. It just bad. looks bad. Don't taste it. Oh, did I not film any of these yet? You Damn! Didn't. I really hope you botched this last one. <laughs> I really hope I don't. So, <laughs> uh. I mean, we got the footage on the camera. Yeah, but I need the good, like, camera Insta story footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, your record's not looking great. You're probably going to get it wrong. So <laughs> oh, go to hell. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I like how you're like, oh, good poop, Zazu. <laughs> good burp. <laughs> yeah. A reward. <laughs> a reward. No, it's um, fun. So, again, Jane Goodall was a freaking media machine, dude. She is spreading awareness left and right. There's some really great c- clips of her on uh, Fallon and her interacting with um, 
Oh, what's it? Ah, oh, fuck. I forget his name. We're going to link to some good stuff with Jane yeah. Goodall. She's a really funny character. Um, in, one, in, in one bit, actually, they were talking about different chimpanzee names. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I think Fallon like suggested it was like, throws poop at something. And she's like, well, if you're throwing poop, it should be like, throws poop at like Hitler, you know? Because you want it to be something bad, like... And he goes, so are you saying throws poop at Hitler would be a good chimpanzee name? <laughs> she, like, wow. laughs and is like, yep. <laughs> she's pretty funny. Um, funny, good looking. That's a good Dude, combo. she's a dime, bro. If I could swap out with Hugo back then. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she was speaking around the world, bringing funds and awareness to these issues. Um, and in 1990, she developed the take care t-a-c-a-r-e program Mm -hmm. um where they'd go into the villages and ask the locals what they can do to help rather than just giving handouts without a proper understanding of the problems or situations smart yeah so like as you know like a lot of big issues these days with nonprofits working in other third world kind of countries is they don't kind of empower the people to solve their own problems but instead they just dump off a lot of resources or a lot of whatever um, without much follow-through or input from the locals. Or it's like it's not effective, and it oftentimes will do more harm than it does good, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they kind of took this newish approach at that time and really, like, listened to the people because she was living there. She knew the people. Um so, yeah, again, this helped empower the people to choose the most effective means to, to enact change. Um, and then in 1991, she started the Roots and Shoots program. It's a global youth program to educate these kids. Uh, it has 10,000 chapters in 100 countries, uh, probably over 100 now. And they help empower young people to find solutions to challenges in their local communities. Um, These students have to do projects like one helping nature. They have to do one that helps people and one that helps animals. So it's like a good kind of holistic approach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in 1995, which is pretty cool, she got made a commander of the British Empire. Wow. uh, And made into a dame, which is pretty dope. Yeah, that's like the um, the knight female equivalent of a knight. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that sick, though? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Attenborough is a knight, right? Uh, yeah, Probably, Sir David yeah. Attenborough. Yeah, Sir David yeah. Attenborough. What do they call the Madame Jane what? Goodall? Like, Sir, is it like Madame Jane Goodall or something? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Um, I'm not actually really well-versed in the whole... Um, British thing. knighting thing. Yeah, I'm not really either. It'd be cool, though, to get knighted, honestly. You know, I realized both what? of our peoples got oppressed by Britain, something we have in common. Oh, oh. Yeah. Our peoples? Yeah. Our, as in, like, me, Scottish, you, Indian. Oh, oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think I meant? <laughs> no, I was like, we're, like, the same people. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like, historically. Oh, oh Scots, like our ancestors. Yeah, Scots <laughs> got totally wrecked by England for years and years, and then, obviously, England colonized India and yeah. created a lot of issues there. And South Africa. 
Well, yeah, and so I mean they're they got their paws on just about half the globe. Literally, yeah. The, what's that phrase? Uh, sun never sets on the British Empire. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's man. pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the Jane Goodall Institute has helped publish four hundred and eighty-two scientific papers of research in the Gombe place. <laughs> um, they've helped 290 chimps and gorillas receive care in sanctuaries managed or supported by their institute. Mm-hmm. Um, 600 girls have returned to school after receiving mentorship um, through their programs, and 309 scholarships were provided. Um, but Jane's impact to the scientific community with their findings, as well as the communities and wildlife there, are truly like immeasurable. Um, She's an icon of Nat Geo and has inspired hundreds of little boys and girls to take on a similar path, wanting to work with animals. Yeah. Um, But more importantly, she proved that humans and animals aren't all that different after all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So? We're all creatures. Jane Goodall, dude. Yeah, that's great. Uh, You have a... question for me right you just want to go right into it or you want to talk about it first? oh oh Which yeah one? I, I, however you want to do it um i'll talk about it delay the inevitable <laughs> delay the pain okay yeah um jane I, I i've heard about jane goodall like even when i was in africa like mm-hmm. when i was a kid uh there's like documentaries and like stuff like that talk about her um so I've always known her as, like, you know, for her, like, chimp research. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what she's, like, globally known for. But, but she has an impact on, like, generations. And the fact that she's still out there doing the same thing and still, you know, advocating for, you know, conservation and stuff like that yeah. um, is really good. At um, 85, dude. She just spoke while we went to UF. She spoke there. Wow. As Which she must have been, you know, like, still in her 80s at that time. Yeah. That's, that's really incredible. Um, to do something your whole life, basically. She dedicated her entire life, her marriage, her, like, kid. Um, that's everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's very admirable. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's good. And I think, you know, we should always remember her and her legacy and what she stood for, so... Um, Absolutely. She's definitely one of the great heroes of, I don't think even our generation, I would say, like, uh, was a, she a boomer? The scientific community. Um, she's a little older than the boomers. Oh, my gosh. Because she was pre-World she's War II. She's par- part of the greatest generation. Yeah, she's before, born before World War II, after World War I. Uh, maybe. She was 1934, I believe, so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, still. Yeah. Um, th- that generation of people, I would say, is also incredible. Um, so uh, just looking at her, all her achievements and how she, you know, just dedicated everything for it uh, was good. Yeah. Um, the spirit is what I love. I got to admit, the spirit of it all. Mm-hmm. You have this, you know, a little girl who has no female examples of anybody that done anything like that before. She ventures out into a country unknown to Kenya. Yeah. And she's just stoked the whole time. She seems fearless, right? She's literally walking through the jungle barefoot. I remember there's a segment in the documentary that's on Hulu about her. I think it's just called Jane. But she's she's talking about the snakes there. And she's like, yeah, I just try to, like, you know, watch where I step and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, as long as you don't step on one or whatever, it's all good. Like, 
She literally just had this mentality of, like, I'm meant to be here. This all feels right. And, like, I, I don't know. She felt invincible because she's doing what she loved. Um, yeah, that's, that's really And she incredible. didn't let self-doubt or, like, her lack of experience or, like, any of that stuff get in her way. Yeah, that, that's good, you know, confidence and, like, I don't know what kind of trust in the world you have to have. But yeah. um, that, like, fearlessness and, like, tr- like basically, like, believing, you know, um, that that's pretty incredible. Um, and also, like, I think she, she t- took a very human approach to um, her research and all that, naming the chimps. Uh, I'm pretty sure she built very good relationships with them. Yeah. Um, she, d- she didn't treat them um, like test subjects. Right. Which I think... Uh, showed the world that they weren't you know if she she approached it like a a proper human would you know not like a objective scientist which is um a very cold approach and that's not how you understand uh you know a very complicated species right you're gonna miss this whole personality aspect of their nature and just be like oh at five o'clock the chimps do this and you know what i mean yeah so I, I definitely think that's really incredible, and what she did was the r- right thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, de- definitely a very impactful human. Absolutely, um, and some action items that you can uh, you know go to. We're gonna have links and whatnot to good YouTube videos and interviews that I mentioned that were pretty funny. But um, you know, support the Jane Goodall Institute. We're gonna link to that. Check out that documentary on Hulu, Jane. It's fantastic with all original footage that was never seen before from the original Nat Geo doc done on her, all nice. from her time with uh, her husband back, yeah, Hugo in the forest there. Um, and then last, she's written a, a ton of books, so we'll have some of those book links. But I think it's time for a review question. So right, hit me. This is kind of easy, um, but kind of not. So I said it one time in this episode. And you just said part of it, but what was Jane's husband's full name? Fuck me. Are you serious? When she met him, yeah. Uh, Hugo Vaughn. Shit. Uh, I'll give you a hint. There's also kind of a little first part. He was something as a part of his title. Like. Uh, Dr. Hugo. He was a videographer, so. Oh, oh yeah, he was, yeah. Think huh. like, mm, it's not like royalty, but it's like kind of a. Sir? No. Oh, gosh. Uh, hmm. You haven't gotten the last name yet either, but you you got the Vaughn parts. So yeah, good. Hugo, Hugo Vaughn. Vaughn. Uh, Those noises weren't helpful, but yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, Vaughn, uh, will he strike out? Oh, for yeah. four, <laughs> it's not looking great. Von Cleese or something like that. No, no, Did you give up. Yeah, I give up. Fuck it. Let's it's go. Baron Hugo von Ugh. Lawick or Lawick. He might have been German, but L.A. Lawick. <sighs> so, sorry about it, pal, friend, slugger. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, hold the, do you have the tag? 
Or the, um... Oh, I put the spoon on the tank, so it's kind of Ew. Gross. Well, that's not bad. It should look gross. This is all gross. Alright, let's get a scoop. This is so gross. Ooh, we got coffee, we got onions, we got peppers, we got hot sauce, we got pickles. Ugh. <laughs> oh god. That's so bad. Describe it to us, Avinash. Oh, spicy and pickly and... A little onion? It's like a sandwich. Crunchy and... Fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, that wraps up Jane Goodall. Vinegar. Hope you enjoyed. Um, and metal? Um, <laughs> that's not metal. That's a spoon, buddy. Is that... Uh, <laughs> wow, that's disgusting. It doesn't get any better anytime you take it. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's getting a little warmer. They're marinating together the flavors. Oh, it's a sandwich. So, uh, anyway, that's the episode. Um, hope you all enjoyed it. We're uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram yeah. at Alda Lifestyle. We're gonna have a blog version of this podcast with all the info and links and stuff uh, at our website, AldaLifestyle.com. We're also going to have lots of good links and so forth in our show notes. And be sure to subscribe to our email list for Four Things Friday. So every Friday, I'm just going to give you four things having to do with the outdoors that I found interesting from products to hikes to articles or whatever. Nice and simple. And um, I feel like I'm legit forgetting something this time. <laughs> Am I actually forgetting something? Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, there and review us. Um, that helps out. Um, because yeah, it just helps us out. So, uh, if you want more of these episodes, want us to eat more disgusting things, um, make sure to do those things. And um, if you have ideas for punishments, uh, right? Yeah, definitely send those over because uh, we're getting a little thin on those uh, ideas. Um, <laughs> but we're down, we're down to do a bunch of dumb shit. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this this is probably my worst one um, to date. Um, it was just unbelievably disgusting. Um, Tight. But, yeah, uh, forgetting one last thing. Protect your wild. <laughs> All right, we have-